Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. This is, uh, so I just uh, celebrated my, mine and my wife's 15th wedding anniversary, had an amazing night with friends and family and um, really just felt like family, you know, friends that are so close, it's, it's like family. Um, so just a, an amazing night and uh, just was reflecting on what have I learned, you know, 15 years now, what do I learn from those? So also I wanted to share with you guys kind of a, a formula for a really good party. <laughs> so the, it was a great night, super fun. A lot of the guys after were like, Oh man, you set the bar high. Like, uh, you know, uh, one of my buddies was like, Oh, you know, I'm glad my wife wasn't here because, you know, she would have seen like uh, what kind of, uh, like had that expectation for me. Right. So I want to tell you a little bit about how I did it. So, uh, number one, you, you have good people there, people that you, that you love, that you want to be there that will just make it special right? That are like family to you. So we're blessed to have a lot of people like that in our lives. So get them there, right? Um, I also just send text messages out to everybody to invite them. Um, I've found that to be more effective to get people to show up. <laughs> um, so that's one. The other ones have good food there. Um, so just make that happen. Um, the other one is for me, music is always fun. So we, we hired a, uh, square dance caller. He came in, he taught us some dances. Um, then we did some dancing at the end. I had some songs picked out. Um, I also, you know, this was kind of, um, maybe not something you would have to do, but I, I did, uh, I wrote a song for my wife and performed it and just kind of told the story of our marriage. It was really meaningful to me and, and meaningful to her. And uh, I think that'll be a real kind of treasure for, for us to, to look back on. Um, so we did that kind of in the middle and finished the night with Nancy on end kind of on a happier note for the most part for a party. Um, but that's about it. The guy I used, his name's Ray Rea. Ray, last name is R-H-E-A. He's in Utah. So we definitely recommend him as a, a, a guy to, to uh, be your DJ and, and square dance caller. <laughs> he and his wife did a great job. Um, so anyway, great party. So I got to reflect on this. So, um, First lesson I've learned in 15 years is to decide, make decisions, and then get a spiritual confirmation for them. So uh, I went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, at the end of that, you do an interview with your your mission president, the guy that's in charge of you, responsible for you out there. And you know, he just told me, hey, man, next step, it's to get married. And in our church, that's kind of the normal next step after after that. So I really took that seriously. Um and uh, also I have some, there's something special in our church called the patriarchal blessing. It kind of gives you some really specific direction on your life. Um, so part of that says to go quickly to the temple for me and get married in the temple. So I, I took that seriously. So I went out and I was dating a lot of different girls. <laughs> I was getting like uh, two or three phone numbers a day sometimes. Um, but just with this purpose in mind, like, Hey, I need to find, I need to find my wife, right? That's my mission right now. And eventually I found her, right? I found my wife, Elizabeth. I wasn't dating other people once I started dating her, in case you were wondering. <laughs> but we had just this incredible connection just from our first date on. It was just this amazing chemistry. Um, so I was taking a, a class about marriage and family at BYU where I went to school. Um, and 
I went to a buddy's wedding and was actually reading this marriage and family book. And in it, it was a quote from a guy named Bruce R. McConkie. He was saying, look, here's how, here's how you make decisions. You make a decision and then you ask God if that's the right decision. So, you know, I took that seriously and I, I went in and went into the temple, which is a very special place for us. You can feel the spirit there very, very strongly spirit of God. Um, and just said, Hey, look, you know, God, Heavenly Father, I have decided to marry Elizabeth and I want to know if that's right. And I got the strongest spiritual confirmation I've ever had that she was the right person to marry. Um, and it was amazing. You know, I still think back on it. I just, I'm so grateful for that answer um, because I had to come back to that quite a bit. You know, uh, there were times in our marriage that were extremely difficult. As you guys know, she, she went through sex trafficking for a long time. Um, and there was a lot of struggles because of that. Um, and a lot of disconnection and she didn't trust me for a long time and it was super hard. Um, but, you know, being able to come back to that and say like, no, she was, she is the right person. She is the right person. Um, was really super powerful. So, you know, this is a formula you can use for, for any big decision though. You make a decision, you ask God about it. If you're a spiritual person, right. Even if you're not like, uh, you know, get, get, uh, uh, use meditation or whatever, like use your feelings to sort of guide you on this. Um, or maybe try prayer if you haven't, <laughs> I recommend it. Um, so the other thing I realized, right. Through this was the real purpose of marriage. Sometimes we think it's, Oh, like happily ever after everything's going to be great. But to me, marriage is really about, becoming the best possible version of ourselves. Like God gave us marriage so that we could do that. So we could grow into the best version of ourselves. I call it the ultimate self-improvement course. And it's definitely been that for me. <laughs> so the second lesson that I've learned over these 15 years is to have faith and let people help. So, you know, I came in thinking it's good and it's, it's manly and it's strong to do everything by yourself. Right. I can handle this. People would ask me, Hey man, are, are you doing okay? Like things seem kind of hard. I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm doing okay. You know, whatever. Um, eventually though, I found out like, that's not really going to be possible <laughs> to, to do all this on my own. So I started to rely on, on other people a little more for help. Uh, financially, we, there were times when we definitely needed help there emotionally and spiritually big time needed help there. So I started letting more, you know, more people in, um, and it felt good. You know, I let my work people know things were, things were hard. I let people at church know. I let my, my family know. And, you know, people were able to rally around and be there for me. Um, the other thing though, that I started to realize over time is I started to have more, more faith. Okay. So started believing that, that God would put people in our path to help us, help both of us, me and, and Elizabeth and our kids. Right. And as I started to believe that more, as I started to realize like, Hey, listen, God cares even more about my wife than I do. God cares even more about my kids than I do. Like I have a responsibility for sure. I, I want to be a good husband and a good father, but it's not a hundred percent on me to have them have a good life or to help them get through their hard things, right? God's going to help them and he's going to send other people to help too. And as I started to really look for that, I really started seeing it a lot. So Elizabeth was able to find a great therapist. I was able to find, you know, people I could talk to, uh, great friends, you know, uh, great church leaders, uh, family members, right? Uh, pre people in our church that showed up and just in big ways to help us. Um, you know, even some famous people, Elizabeth was able to, to get to meet Marie Osmond and David Archuleta, who were huge 
had a huge impact on her. I'm so grateful for them and then the type of people that they are. Um, and so it was just amazing. Like as I, as I stepped back and started to let just trust, just have faith, like God will help her. God will help us and he'll send people. Right. I just started seeing them show up and it was just so amazing, really increased my faith and belief in God. And again, like God's going to let me more. He's going to let me know what my part is in it, but I don't have to do all of it. Right. He cares even more about her than I do uh, and my kids and me. And so I can trust that he'll be there. So that's been a big lesson and a super powerful one. So the third lesson, you've heard me talk about this a lot, is happy wife, happy life is a lie. It really is. <laughs> Okay. It's, it's conventionalism, but it's not true. Um, so I grew up, I, I, you know, was kind of the guy in my family that helped people deal with their emotions, um, help manage conflicts at home. And I got pretty good at helping people, you know, quote unquote, be happy. I was pretty you know, liked in high school and, um, you know, college and stuff like that. Uh, in part, because I'd, I'd learned this, this skill, right. Of how to help people be, manage people's emotions around me or, you know, that's a misnomer, but that's the way I looked at it, right? Manage people's emotions. Um, so I also believe, grew up believing that my accomplishments decided my worth. And I'm really just starting to break free of that a little bit now and see it more as the things I accomplish are great. You know, it's it's fun to learn how to start a business. It's fun to uh, learn how to dunk a basketball. I did that recently. <laughs> that was cool. You know, it, it's a cool thing, but it didn't change my value as a person. Right. And that's what I'm starting to realize. Yeah. I want to learn these skills, but it's not going to, it's not because I think I'm going to feel a million times better when I do, or be worth more where I used to believe that. And so the hard thing is when you believe that you think life's going to be so different when you accomplish whatever, and then it isn't, and you're disappointed. So now I realize like, Hey, you know, my life is still going to be, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. When I learn this skill, you know, that's going to be great, but you know, it's not going to change my value as a person. So anyway, um, we went to our wedding lunch and one of the people stood up and said, Oh, Hey, like happy wife, happy life. And I actually hadn't really heard that phrase that much until that wedding lunch. Um, but that really clicked. And I was like, okay, like this makes sense. So if I make my wife happy, that means I'm successful. So again, that kind of hit my two core things, which were help people be happy and succeed, like have this accomplishment. So, you know, I just went about like really trying to do that, trying to do everything to make my wife happy. But the, the flip side to this is, and sometimes I did a pretty good job of that, but the flip side was, look, if my wife's ever sad or angry or having a hard time, that means I'm a failure, right? That I'm not making her happy. And so I'm failing. And so it led me to really going crazy, trying to do what I could to make her happy when she wasn't, you know, I felt like a failure and I was trying to do something that's impossible, which is manage another person's emotional life, right? It's just not possible, okay? The other thing that's weird is it, it put this extra pressure on her to, to try to be happy all the time. I mean, if she wasn't, she felt like she maybe couldn't be unhappy because then I would feel bad and like a failure. So it's just a bad, a bad cycle when you're trying to manage each other's emotions. So finally, I realized, and Jody Moore really helped me understand this. Like that was the podcast I was listening to <laughs> where I realized like, I'm not responsible for emotions, right? Happy wife, happy life. It's a lie. Okay. It really is. You can't make someone happy. You just gotta, you can't make them sad or, or depressed. Like if, if like what if it, when you're trying to make people feel mad or sad, that's called manipulative. When you're trying to make them happy, that's called good. But 
Either way, it's manipulative. Okay. Um, now, where I was confused about this at first is, well, does that mean I just don't care then? And, and I'm just rude all the time because I, I did, I did try that for a little while <laughs> and I didn't feel good and she didn't feel good about that. But the difference is you can, you can choose to still do kind things. You can choose to try to make a special event. You can try, you can choose a gift that you think your wife will like just because you want to be that kind of husband. So I call that moving the win, right? It used to be my win was seeing her smile or seeing her, you know, be happy. And now my win is, Hey, like, am I behaving in a way that is kind? Am I behaving in a way that, that shows love? Do I feel love when I'm doing this thing? Right now, the, the weird thing is when I started doing it for that reason, that's when I started to get more appreciation for what I did. That's when she really felt more free and happy. Okay. It's a paradox, right? The more we try to make someone feel something, the harder it is for them to feel it. The more we just serve because we want to, and we're not expecting something back. Actually, the more we get that happiness and appreciation, all that back. It's a paradox guys, but it is true. Fourth big lesson, intimacy requires bravery. So my model used to be, and a lot of marriage therapists teach this, uh, is to just validate each other, validate each other in everything. You know, whenever you're, you know, whatever your wife says, agree with it, right? Tell her, oh yeah, you know, that's true. That, that makes sense. Also like, don't say anything that might upset your wife, right? Um, because again, it goes back to the idea of happy wife, happy life. If I say something that's going to upset her, that is a failure because she won't be happy about it, right? And so what can happen is you end up hiding important parts about yourself or important things that you want in your marriage, start shutting down the things that are important to you. And eventually that gets unbearable, right? But a really strong marriage, it requires sharing things that the other person might and probably will not like, okay? but that are important to you and true to you. So I've shared some of these examples, but these are kind of the biggest ones that have, that have helped form our marriage um, is my wife sharing her questions about our church. So to me, that was really hard because the those beliefs are so important to me. Her having questions felt very threatening to me, but it was important to her, right? It was core to who she was and how she saw the world. And she was brave enough to share that with me. And I'm so glad she did because eventually that led me to understand better that big breakthrough that I, that I said before that like God's in charge. He's watching out. Like I'm not responsible for my wife's eternal salvation or my kids. Right. I have a part in that for sure. I can. And, and really my big job is to help show them that living this way brings joy and brings happiness. It's not like, Hey, like, don't do this or I'm going to hate you or God's going to hate you. Right. It doesn't, doesn't end up working that well. Um, but saying like, Hey, living this way, it helps me so much. It helps me find peace. It helps me find direction. And I want to offer that to you. You know, that's the way to go about it. So yeah, I wouldn't have had that breakthrough if she wouldn't have shared that with me. So I'm so grateful she did. And it built this like incredible connection between us that she could be honest about it, that I could be honest about where I was and that we could find something that worked for both of us. But to get there, you have to both be honest about where you're at or else it doesn't work. Okay. On my side, it was me sharing that sex was important in our marriage. Even though she's been through so much stuff that would make sex really hard, it was still important for me to have that as part of our marriage. So me being able to bring that up with her and own that desire more, is probably the hardest thing for her to really hear, right? That I want that, but it was so important. And I was able to share myself and it opened up just this whole 
noticing that I really wasn't asking for what was important in our marriage. I was kind of shutting all those desires down. Um, and as I started to ask for more, um, you know, that felt really good. I was able to grow up into that, being able to ask for things that I wanted. And it led to, again, just so much more power in our marriage. Another thing is how do we teach our kids about God? And that was really about, you know, figuring out, okay, like, where's she at? Where am I at? How are we going to share both of those with the kids? Because really we have the same goal. We want them to feel close to God. We want them to develop a relationship with him. And that has to be mainly on them, but we're just trying to figure out how do we support that best. Um, and, you know, we've, we've found some good ways and it's definitely an ongoing discussion, but again, like we would not have got there if we hadn't both been brave enough to share where we were at. And it's scary. It requires bravery because you have to risk the relationship you have now. Like she very well, she could have brought this up, the, the questions about the church. And I could have said, well, you know, then I don't think I can be married to you. Or I could have asked about sex and, you know, she could have said, well, I can't do that. So I can't be married. And that's super scary, but it requires risking that relationship for something better. Okay. And it leads to incredibly strong connections. So the fifth lesson I want to share with you guys. And the last one for today is you have to know the bitter to know the sweet. You have to know the bitter to know the sweet. So the old way I used to think about marriage and, and life in general is like, be happy all the time. Like that's the goal. You need to shove away or shove down any negative emotion in me or other people, right? Like when other people were sad, I felt like I was failing somehow. Um, so it was not a great way to live. Um, but I think a lot of people maybe deal with that. So my, my new model is to embrace the hard times, right? Know they're part of the experience. I've been trying this more and more. I'm getting, getting a little better at it. Like when I feel sad, instead of trying to run from it, going into it, when I feel scared, instead of running away from it, trying to go into it and feel it even kind of smile and like, look at it like, like I'm lifting a hard weight, right? I, I like lifting weights. It's something I enjoy doing. Um, so I imagine like pushing against that and it's hard and it's hard and it's hard, but like that struggle makes me stronger. Um, so I'm starting to get a lot better at that and embracing that. Um, and it's fun, right? Because now you're not afraid of like half of life, half of life is hard. Half of life is negative emotion. So if you can get in there and embrace it and accept it and not try to run from it, um, it just feels great. You feel much more empowered in your life. At least I do. So you have to feel those lows to know the highs, right? If you, if you're a Christian person, you know, Jesus went through the hardest things possible. Um, you know, it says he's a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Uh, and he also has like the biggest, joy and um, ability to help others because he went through that, right? You have to know those those hard things to know, know the good. So so again, like we had that incredible night last night, just celebrating with friends and family these 15 years. Um, but it was so much sweeter and so much more powerful because we had been through so much difficulty and these people had been there with us and for us and uh, standing together there with us. It's just amazing. I'm so grateful for everybody that, that was there. Um, but again, it was so much better because of those difficulties. If we would have just been smooth sailing the whole time, it wouldn't have been so meaningful that we got here and that we got through those 15 years that we are stronger now because of it, that these people were there for us through it, it made it so amazing not to be there. So yeah, it just created that incredible bond, those hard times. Um, yeah. So uh, 
those are the lessons. Those are the lessons I wanted to share today. So number one was deciding and then getting spiritual confirmation. So for your marriage, for your life, right? Some of you might be in a place in your marriage right now where you're like, man, you know, maybe, maybe I have to go or maybe I have to stay and just like making a decision and then asking God, getting some spiritual confirmation on that. Have faith and let people help, right? Know that you don't have to do it all. God will send people and let him do it and let them help when they show up. Happy wife, happy life. It's a lie. It really is a lie. So, you know, you can't make your wife happy. You can choose to serve her. And because you want to do that, paradoxically, that's going to make her happier. Also, when you stop trying to make her happy all the time. Number four, intimacy requires bravery. It's hard. You have to risk the relationship you have now, but it's going to create amazing results for you. And number five, you have to know the bitter to know the sweet. Those hard times, guys, they're not great when they're there. But if we can go into those more and understand they're going to help us appreciate those good times better, it just opens up life and we become stronger for it. All right, guys. Great job. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.